In the Gospel of Matthew, the first chapter, the 23rd verse, where we're looking at all the different things surrounding the birth of Jesus, we find these words, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. But have you ever noticed where he came to be with us? the circumstances surrounding his birth. Have you ever noticed just how remote, how nondescript, and how lowly every aspect of Jesus' birth was? I just really noticed all of this this past week, and I think God would be pleased to tell us something uh, through these things uh, this evening, on this Christmas Eve. First of all, Bethlehem, Jesus' city of birth, is one of the smallest, most nondescript places in all of Israel. In fact, in the passage that uh, the uh, advisors to Herod uh, found to let him know that the Savior, that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, it was in the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, the second verse, and these are the words we find. But as for you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Now, the word little in this passage comes from a Hebrew word, which is tsawir. And tsawir means basically little, but it has a lot of different connotations. It's few in number, young in age, ignoble in value, uh, the least, the littlest, the smallest one. The word ignoble means not honorable, not uh, uh, honorable in character or in purpose. Synonyms of it are dishonorable, unworthy, base, shameful, contemptible, despicable, dastardly, vile, degenerate, shabby, sordid, mean, improper, unprincipled, discreditable, humble, low, lowly, common, plebeian. It means of humble origin or humble social status. I think that the overall meaning of this word Sawir sums up just about all the different aspects of Jesus' birth, of how he became Emmanuel, God with us. Now, let's also look at the city he grew up in, which was Nazareth. And Nazareth was a town with a really bad reputation. In fact, Nathaniel, when he first heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, that that's where he grew up, he would ask, can anything good come out of Nazareth? No one would ever uh, think that uh, anything good would come out of a town such as Nazareth. How about the place, the place that he was born in Bethlehem? It was a barn. It was a cave hewn in a rock. The manger where he was laid would have been a slobber-stained feed trough carved into the side of the cave. His name, 
Jesus, Yeshua, is the word for, is the name Joshua, really? Many, many parents named their sons Joshua, hoping that he would be the one who would lead them into battle with the help of God against their enemies, like the Joshua of old. Uh, they, they dreamed that their son would be the one to save them from their enemies, and so they would name him Joshua. But instead, Jesus is told, or it's, it's the angel tells us that he was to be named Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus, because he will uh, save his people, not from their enemies. Instead, he's going to save people from their sins. He was given a name so common, and yet God took that name and made it the name above all names. Look at his appearance. Someone called to my attention this past week that Jesus lived among us, God with us, Emmanuel, for 30 years and no one even noticed him. There was nothing noteworthy about his appearance. He could lose himself in a crowd. In fact, Judas had to point him out to the soldiers because, before they knew who to arrest in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, the second verse, we see this description of the Messiah who is going to come. It was the will of the Lord that his servant grow like a plant, taking root in dry ground. He had no dignity or beauty to make us take notice of him. There is nothing attractive about him, nothing that would draw us to him. We despised him and rejected him. He endured suffering and pain. No one would even look at him. Listen to these words. We ignored him as if he were nothing. There was nothing in his appearance to distinguish him. Also, look at the first visitors that came to uh, welcome Jesus into this world, to welcome Emmanuel, God with us. The shepherds, the bottom of the social registry, kind of a little above tax gatherers and sinners. They were despised by the religious leaders because their job kept them from observing all the ceremonial customs that good Jews were supposed to observe. But in spite of that, Guess who it was that supplied the lambs that were offered as sacrifices for sin at the temple? These lowly shepherds, these were the first to come and greet Jesus, were the first ones to welcome the sacrificial lambs of Israel into the world, and then they helped them grow up and become sacrifices for the people of Israel. Why should they not be the first to welcome into this world Emmanuel, God with us, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And why should they not be the first to share about his miraculous birth? Now, these shepherds remind all of us that it is not station or status that make us useful to God, and lack of neither bars us from being vessels of his good news. Now, Jesus' parents were really nondescript, and his family tree included 
murder, adultery, and prostitution, foreigners, and some other really tawdry characters. His lineage was nothing to elevate him. His lineage was just mediocre, common, everyday stuff. And so, what do you think God is trying to tell us about how he came to be Emmanuel, God with us? I think he would have us know that no matter where you come from or where you are, no place is too little or too lost for God. No matter how lowly or ignoble your surroundings, your status or stature, you're still good enough for him. And he wants to be with you. He didn't come just to be with them, you see. And he didn't just come for back then. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. That includes the here and the now, and it includes you, and it includes me. He was not only to be incarnate in this world, but also to be with us in our worlds, in our spheres, where we live every day. He didn't come just to the world, but he came to you. He came to me. He came to give us life allowing us to be born again as we offer our lives back to him. He came into the lowly places to let us know that there's no place that's not available for his presence and his power to come in. And he can come into your life. He can come into your circumstance right where you are. Just look at where he first came into this world. Now, why did he come? I think that Jerome, uh, the saint of old, can tell us something about that. Jerome was a church father who translated the Greek manuscripts into Latin and put the Bible into the language of the people. He purposefully lived in Bethlehem where Jesus was born. And one night, while living in Bethlehem, Jerome had a dream that Jesus visited him. And the dream was so real to him that he was moved to collect all his money and offer it to Jesus uh, as a gift. And the Lord said, Jerome, I don't want your money. And so Jerome gathered all of his possessions together and he tried to give them to Jesus. And again, the Lord said, Jerome, I don't want your possessions. I don't want your stuff. Jerome then recalled the moment in his dream when he turned to the Lord and asked, What can I give you, Lord? What do you want? And Jesus simply replied, Give me your sin. That's what I came for. I came to take away your sin. Give me your sin. His name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. He is never out of reach. And you, because of that, can rest assured that you are never alone. Tonight, God is saying to you, no matter who you are or where you're from, I am Emmanuel. I am with you.
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.